Yeah. It's so true. It's very true. Welcome to Getting Off Topic Podcast, everybody. Woot. Yes. Coming at you weekly now. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, what <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> oh, no. We were all making noises, so I felt like I was like, I don't know, I'm going to make a noise. Bird. I should, if anybody, I should be the one who's stroking out after, you know. Oh, Oh fuck! What does Homer say? So stop that. We'll be using this bed for uh, like two or three things. It said like eating, sleeping, and maybe building a little fort. That's it. Ah <laughs> uh, fuck! Classic Simpsons. Uh, Arlene so Lumpkin. Is, is that what you were talking about? It's the one where uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is like the the sexy oh, girl. The coworker. Yeah. Mindy. Yeah, yeah. Mindy. Mindy. Yeah. yeah. I, I always get uh, Mindy and Lurleen Lumpkin um, mixed up. Oh, yeah. She came later. Yeah. Uh, she was like, with, didn't she sing like, uh, like a yeah, Mr. It, it is like a lot later, actually. It's like season seven or eight. Yeah. Anyway, we, we understand these classic Simpsons episodes more and more as we get older because where it used to be like Homer was like uh, the butt of a joke, like, oh, this like fat, lazy bum, whatever. Nowadays, we're like, my God, the guy like had a stay at home wife. He could afford that. And like raising three kids on one end. Yeah, he lived in a house. <laughs> four bedroom house in in town, in the city, not even in the suburbs. Like he lived in Springfield. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Homer's a fucking man. <laughs> yeah, two cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, he went to space. <laughs> went to space. Yeah. Have, uh, uh, you went to space? Yeah, haven't you? Oh <laughs> uh, fuck! I watched that episode a couple days ago. I'm I'm tempted. I mean, Homer's enemy. Yeah. The only reason I haven't gone back and started a complete rewatch is just because we have way too much shit to watch like new stuff on our plate anyway but it's a million seasons long yeah it's eventually i mean i only really watch until season 12 and then i just i'll watch an episode here and there but i mean there's no reason to watch past that really yeah the newer one we're watching them again they're they're hit or miss maybe more misses than hits but occasionally they have a good one it's like oh that's that's a really almost the caliber of the of the classic ones never quite there though but yeah i mean at at this point it's just like the show is so different because the i mean it's it's i and there's a lot of theories in the simpsons community about this about like the 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 various eras of simpsons and how all of them are different and it, it it really is true because they've had so many different showrunners at this point that each era effectively becomes a new show. So, yeah, of course. I I mean, nothing I'll occasionally be- look through the, like the best ofs, like the episode guides to see what the best episodes mm-hmm. of the new seasons are, and just watch those episodes. But even those are they're usually they're good, but they're not even comparable to the early, early stuff. So. Yeah, for me, nothing beats the first. I don't remember exactly 
the seasons that he had his run, but when Conan O'Brien was riding on it uh, with a lot of the classic, well, he left in season seven, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So that sounds about right. So a lot of like season three ish to seven, you've got yeah. a ton of the classic like musical episodes, the monorail, the, um, uh, burns. Uh, what's it, uh, what's it called? The one where he's, where they, they have the uh, all the puppies and uh, he tries to make oh. a coat out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Made of real gorilla chest. <laughs> yes. See my vest suit. Oh, fuck, I love all that. Uh, I don't know if we... I'm sure we've talked about this on the podcast before or maybe the classic podcast. The uh, I mean, that's something we could do. We could do like a whole Simpsons episode sometime. Uh, what's funny is uh, I adore all that shit because I grew up with it. Meg was introduced to the Simpsons way later I wasn't allowed um, to watch it as a kid. And so number one, she doesn't hold like the same. I mean, she loves them now, uh, but it's not She's like so funny because they're so DNA. tame compared to everything else that's on television now. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. But another thing, Meg has this weird, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, um, defect where uh, <laughs> she has she's incredibly particular about musicals and specifically musicals in shows um so for example like going to the theater and watching like a stage musical that's one thing like that's you know they're supposed to break out in song and dance hey and most of the original of the songs in the simpsons won grammy or uh won emmys so yeah but when we see a show like a like a cartoon like say the simpsons or family guy or whatever whenever they suddenly break out into a musical mm-hmm. it annoys her to no end yep it drives her nuts. It's like, no, this is not supposed to be a musical. It's just a straight show. Like, this is not like a musical production. I don't I mean, know. Like, the, the original musical comedies were literally just musical comedies. And there was no differentiation between a musical or comedy. Like, they were almost exactly the, the same thing. And Meg, are yeah, you... At the birth of musical? Are you telling me, Meg, that Uncle Fucker and Kyle's Mom's a Bitch are not instant classics? <laughs> Even Stephen Sondheim, the the grandfather of American musicals, he said that the best American musical of the late 90s was South Park, Bigger, Longer, longer and Uncut. uncut. Yep. I mean, what would Brian Boitano do? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Directed by Trey Parker, starring Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and George Clooney. Oh my God! Your, what, Did your, your, your Siri <laughs> pipe up there? Yeah, my pocket just told me something. <sighs> They're always listening, always watching. Uh, so speaking, of- um, I, I feel like I have a, a a tiny bit of authority on this because I did go to a uh, musical theater high school, and oh, um, well, aren't you, Mister Smarty? <laughs> <laughs> well, I now I, we we weren't officially like the dubbed like the musical theater performing arts high school in uh in the chula vista i saw you in guys and dolls i know but yeah we we fucking rocked like we had that huge like <laughs> no honestly theater and everything. the, the east like the east lake theater department was really good i uh, it was it definitely was, ahead yeah, of it was its very time very good like that was where every oh yeah i mean that theater was in chula legit. vista went down was because of that theater yeah but it was another school. I forget which one. It was like Hilltop. In fact, one of the ones that was like considered supposedly the performing arts school of the district. And I think. Oh, I, well, there was, was there was SDPCA, San Diego Performing Arts School, SDPAC. I can't remember what it was called. Anyways. SCPA. <laughs> it was something like that. Okay. Um, 
Oh, no, it was South County Performing Arts. SCPA. Oh. That was it. South County oh, okay. Performing Arts. I was trying to make a joke about the uh, humane. No, stuff. that was it. You AS, ASCPA. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that that was different. That was different from COSA. That was uh, two different places. Okay, arts. Push up our nerd glasses here as we talk about our musical theater days of of yore. Hey man, musical uh, theater. That's a that's a nerddom all of <laughs> all to its own, but is very vast. Yeah, and technically, Meg and I. Well, we we didn't meet there we we missed our initial meet cute because she went to see guys and dolls was i was well i was starring in but for another friend who was in it and she had, we didn't know each other Dan Lutweiler. uh kim oyen was oh, dating him wow. and so she dragged me to the wow. oh my god i remember dan, dan. yeah yep. she was dating dan wow. and she's like Holy oh crap. my boyfriend's like working on this play so you have to come with me that's so, so I was like okay whatever because i knew people at east lake so i figured i was bound to run into somebody. didn't dane do tech on that show yeah probably dane larson yeah, i yeah. think so yeah that's funny i hang out i hung out with him a couple days ago yeah <laughs> and then like tony was in that performance but i was never introduced to him but i remember the performance i remember seeing him in the show even right now with my giant half fake half real <laughs> mustache yeah <laughs> but we i do remember still that still hadn't met it wasn't until after high school that we like officially met yeah, it was after you guys' birthday party oh yeah and the birthday party at uh ashley otherson's house ashley wow yeah Oh my God! Byron's eyes just popped out of his head. Holy <laughs> crap! <laughs> and just, Byron, wow. I still hadn't met Tony even at that party. It wasn't until the next morning we were Wait, all hanging out at the coffee shop. Our birthday party? Yes, it was a combined. We had a party. joint because Ashley yeah. Otherson's birthday. Oh no, no, you and me and Tony. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Because yeah, that was on the twenty second. Yeah, yeah, and I'm the 28th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I 100 you just blown. forgot looking, that existed. You're looking like Vision the White just got his memories unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> the good ship Theseus, you know. Oh god. Um. Anyway, a bunch of personal shit that uh, people who listen to this won't get. Well, well, then again, there's probably a lot of old friends who maybe listen to this. I don't know. Um. Speaking of old cart or classic animation uh meg and i uh officially started a complete daria rewatch <laughs> because i actually have never even seen the it's whole great thing. Yeah, uh, i've only seen fantastic. like i've only seen maybe a, a ha small handful of episodes i rewatched ago. the entire show like 2007 with my then girlfriend mm -hmm. um and then rewatched it um yeah. with jen Jenny Rowe back in like 2008 or 2000 or I'm sorry 2010 yeah. 2011 it was actually the the 24th anniversary the other day wow the holy yeah. crap and uh I didn't know this this is a I guess this is old news um but it was announced last last June they're apparently rebooting it. that they're, 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 they're doing like a soft reboot they're doing a spin-off series with yeah. uh Jody one of the mm -hmm. friends uh, yeah that's going to be on Comedy Central as part of a whole. I feel like uh, I, I feel like Daria is like a, a large cultural force that like maybe people don't realize is as impactful as it is. You know, 
Because I've met so many young women that very, 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 very much like identify with that show like strongly. I mean, I identify with it as well, but like uh, they identify with it a lot more than I do. Well, I mean, I I married Daria. <laughs> well, no, uh, and you married her- Jane. Jane, yeah, <laughs> the artist. That's right. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm liking it so far. We're in like five episodes in or something. We just we just yeah, started. Yeah, I've night. watched it so many times over the years. Because oh, yeah. we had what what? So what year did it start then? Ninety seven. Ninety seven, right? Okay. Ninety seven plus twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Ninety seven. Did you ever watch uh, Clone High? I did not, and I heard that they were rebooting that. They're rebooting. Yes, it. Yeah, I always yeah, heard good coming. things about it, but I never. never yeah, it starred Will Forte. And um, it was the kind of people. Fred Armisen's in that as well. Yeah, and the original. A lot, or of, the, a lot of the cast of the original. Um, a lot of the cast of Scrubs is in it. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it was um, co-created, or I think executive produced by uh, the showrunner of Scrubs. Yep. Bill Bill um, Waterson is that his name? Bill. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Bill and it's coming. Bill, to Lor- Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence. Like <sighs> Bill Waterson, isn't that Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. why I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think it's Bill Waterson, um, Scrubs creator. <laughs> yeah, they were all in cardboard spaceships. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting Bill, Bill Lawrence. Back. Yes, Bill Lawrence. Oh, yeah. It's interesting to go back and see these uh, shows from you know, God, like 90s. 20 years ago now that you can see the humble beginnings of like a particular comedy troupe or like common group of performers like the there's one that actually is still uh i guess part of my geek shame because i have not ever gone back and watched it is freaks and geeks with oh, the I whole love freaks and geeks. i just started I rewatching it a couple days ago with my sister oh really <laughs> well and, and and that's that's so funny that you mentioned that because i was just about to mention so like the whole scrubs uh clone high thing is like a relationship mm. and then freaks and geeks and apatow is this whole close relationship yeah that's where all of his um, common performers and then like we started uh party down and um uh girl detective veronica mars veronica mars uh, that's a whole tight integrated, and it, it, it it's interesting because like they they have these like really cult classic shows, and then one really big hit. Yeah. And so you'll see that if you liked this, you'll enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the cast, there's a lot of crossover between the casts, mm-hmm. and they're all around the same. They all are. We're in about five or six years of each other, um, and then like Clone High. They did uh, that. That was Tim Miller and um, uh, the the original uh, the Lego Movie guys. Um, oh, uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller. Yeah, Chris Miller. Say, there we or go. Phil Miller, Chris. Um, Miller, I forget. Yeah, the guys who got fired from Solo. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they ended up uh, like also working on. Um, Arrested Development and then Arrested Development also like the community guys 
uh, also the the Russo brothers also worked on Community, and then they ended up like directing Avengers movies. Like, if you keep going, you're gonna look like uh, Charlie Day on the uh, conspiracy board. <laughs> <laughs> Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> oh God. Uh, well, since we're on the topic of animation, there is some uh, animation news. Uh, let me get. There's a lot of animation news. Yeah, let me pull up my list here. Uh, some of this stuff, a lot of it's maybe about a week old because it happened like it showed up. Yeah, we weren't in a very newsy mood last week. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was fucking out of it and exhausted, and you know, I ha- I had a head wound. That's my excuse <laughs> for everything forever. <laughs> but I, I'm good now. I am feeling well rested. I've not had any life alert moments. So uh, we're groovy here. Um, So a while back, Dan Harmon kind of shocked Rick and Morty fans um, mentioning that, oh, yeah, season five is actually totally on schedule. Like we're we're completely kind of being a well-oiled machine now after all the ridiculous delays. Uh, I mean, I don't believe him, but (laughs) sure. (laughs) Well, apparently um, just this last week, one of the staff writers, uh, Alex Rubens, uh, tweeted out. He was like, hey, can can we tell them that we're actually already writing season seven? Because we're totally we're totally writing season seven right now. Wait, so what season are they on? Uh, They're still uh, about to release five. And my God, this is totally going to be a. Um, a Venture Brothers type of situation right. where season seven will come out in 14 years, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's coming. They're, yeah. they're, they're that apparently ahead of schedule, so. Well, that's good. I, you know, I, I actually, the funny thing is, is that I actually, I don't think I saw the last three episodes of season four. It's been so long, I don't remember what the um, Because they like, I think they went on a small hiatus or something, and then I just... Yeah, they took like a month or two break yeah they took like a month or two break and then i just never came back i think i watched or no i think i watched the one when they came back and then i just totally didn't pay attention um i you know and it it really is it's interesting because like i feel like rick and morty started so long ago now like I feel like we're in a completely different age of media than when rick and morty started yeah uh 2013 holy shit yeah man that was eight years ago that's a long fucking time and they've only had four seasons i remember when we were (laughs) at a friend's party and one of the friends there was telling us about the show and oh my god you gotta watch it like so much he was so passionate about it he showed us the first episode on his phone right then oh it was tim and the first episode tim is not a good measure of the show (laughs) No, but at the time it was just like, oh my god, you gotta watch this. Here's the first episode. And and when a drunk man at a party is putting YouTube (laughs) frantically putting YouTube on his phone and And then like putting in your face, putting the like earbuds in your ear, and he's just like, like no, you don't understand. You need to stop your life until you watch this. (laughs) And then like every time you like start to drift away, he pauses it (laughs) until like, oh no, no, are you done? Uh, yeah. But you know, that kudos to him. I, I'm I'm glad I watched it. Um, have you have you checked out uh, Solar Opposites? Justin, Rowland's I watched other? the first like three or four episodes, and it's fine. Yeah, it took me a, a minute to get into it, but one thing that Meg and I absolutely loved—I uh, don't know if they started this in those first couple episodes—but throughout that season, 
And I guess the news is that the second season, they just put out a trailer for it, comes out at the end of March, I believe. Um, but <laughs> bless you. <laughs> bless you. Um, through the course of that first season, they, uh, the aliens, the, the kids, I don't remember what their names are, but they the ones are like bent on world domination. So they collect random people and shrink them down. Yeah, yeah. That's like just the plot. Put them into this giant terrarium in their bedroom. Yeah, yeah. The wall. That's the best part. And it becomes this own, it becomes its own insane, like Mad Max ish world in and of itself. <laughs> they did a whole episode of just the characters in the wall. Yeah. We should probably go back and just rewatch it. Yes. I mean, I like it ends up it ends up coming together pretty well. Like the, the main A plots are just kind of bullshit nonsense, but that whole fucking wall thing they do is brilliant it's insane so yeah definitely recommend that solar opposites season two is coming uh march 26th on hulu now um i want to see there was other animation so that one is only dan Harmon, though right it's not um, it Justin only, Roiland? No, I think it's you flip it's, it around. Oh, it's only mm-hmm. Justin Roiland. Only Justin Roiland, yeah. Okay. Did you have you have have either of you played Accounting Plus and or um the other game he did? Not virtual reality. Um no. uh he so Justin Roiland, he created his his own um VR game studio. And he's put out three releases thus far, which are actually like pretty impressive VR games. So the first one was um, uh, called Accounting or Accounting Plus, which is it's now known as. And, and it's just this game. an accountant in an office, like just. Well, it's just, I, I mean, just imagine Justin Roiland, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's all super, super absurd, bizarre. Uh, it's you literally just like diving down this rabbit hole of absurdity that just gets more and more intense imagine being stuck in an episode of uh rick and morty but minus rick and morty like the <laughs> um, like the uh the interdimensional tv or whatever yeah just, just uh, that's very, very yes it's or, or like um the episode where like you have to play steve yeah uh-huh. <laughs> that's what it is it's steve right the, the the like where you live the whole life is the guy and then he dies and you wake up and it's the fucking oh i don't remember the name like but I, I know i know what you're talking about yeah the virtual uh and then so the the second he... game what is it no 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 go ahead uh the second game was called rick and morty virtual virtual rickality and it was just a vr rick and morty game and it's pretty good it's not as good as accounting plus um and then he i've did... actually played that you don't have to play that in vr you can play it regular oh i didn't realize there was a non-vr mode yeah um and then the third one was uh um some somebody saves the universe um uh mom and dad save the universe (laughs) justin roiland that fucking movie (laughs) yeah god awful uh trover saves the universe and this one is also like there's a i think there's a switch version um but it's entirely playable in vr and it's this it's like a it's one of those games that just like mocks games consistently and it's a parody of gaming tropes Hmm. um yeah they're they're both so he he like really really threw himself entirely into um uh this vr studio and it he ended up 
making at least one of the most popular um, VR games. Nice. That's cool. Um, I will remember that if I ever get a VR rig. <laughs> I man, saw you... they're they're going to be pretty ubiquitous pretty soon. Yeah, I saw your post that the original Oculus is on sale now because they're two hundred bucks, with... man. Two hundred bucks for a refurbished uh, one hundred twenty-eight gig Oculus. That's a really, really fucking good price. Nice. All right. I'm still debating. Well. Still debating if uh, uh, we wanted to finally um, dive in and get a Nintendo Switch. However, there's been all. I thought you guys had a Switch. What's up? I thought you guys had a Switch. Switch. Oh, no. You have the Switch. Yeah. No, we we just got the Wii U. That's why I played Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. Um, Uh... Yeah, we were holding out for a while. I almost bought one during quarantine, but that was when they were, all the shipping was totally out of stock. Yeah. Completely (laughs) out of stock. And then I finally just, I gave up and I decided, you know what? We still have a fuck ton of. Well, it looks like they're going to come out with the Switch Pro this year. So you might, I I might want, I I might wait. Because, I I mean, one of two things are going to happen. You either get a Switch Pro or a bunch of used Switches hit the market. Yeah. Yeah. If the Pro's coming, well, according to all these, unconfirmed reports but like fucking everybody's reporting on it like it's fact it should be ready by I mean, the holidays it's, it's pretty much confirmed at this point yeah they're talking about uh supposedly uh samsung is going to be beginning production on a seven inch 720 oled oled panel yeah 720p yeah yeah and and this is interesting because um i i, I watched a, uh and read a whole lot about this um uh feels about the right time this nintendo and their life cycles, they are, I mean, this is nothing new for them. The new Nintendo 3DS was ex- effectively the same thing. The Wii Motion Plus for the Wii was effectively the same thing. Um, uh, I I think people have to temper their expectations, though, on what the Pro in, in Switch Pro is. Uh, supposedly, their rumors are that it's going to be called Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo Switch, which I think is more likely. Mm. Um, I think that's just a, ru- a fan rumor. I don't think um, I mean, I think now. there's good reason for why they're because the, they've named Super Nintendo World uh, mm. for their Japan and they're starting construction on the, the Hollywood Park. So they're they're putting a lot of capital back in that name. Mm. So I, I think there's a very good reason why they would call it that personally. Mm. Um, but. In terms of the pro, people have to temper the expectations a lot because it's not going to be a huge upgrade. It's going to be a most likely it's going to be a modest CPU upgrade, maybe 15 to 20 percent extra horsepower so they can get games that aren't solid locked at 30 running at 30 and some that aren't playing at 60 at a perfect 60. Um, And then on the there's other rumors that it's going to have 4K uh, available when playing docked and i think people have to understand that like it's not do you know what dlss is nvidia nvidia's um 4k or um ai upscaling solution so some people are saying that it's gonna have dlss integrated um and that's very unlikely because dlss requires tensor cores which uh the nvidia tegra x1 a system on a chip that they use for the switch it isn't going to get tensor cores it'll never have tensor cores because they're way too expensive to produce 
at this manufacturing process to put on that device. Yeah. And most likely what it is, is going to be comparable to um, what the NVIDIA Shield TV 4K upscaling they do for their uh, TV system. It's probably going to be the same. It's going to be uh, just a, a, a very low latency AI upscale that doesn't use any um, depth aware information. So. Yeah. All right. I'll probably hold that anyway and see how it pans out. You know, I, I mean, I always recommend people. I almost never buy Gen 1 hardware unless I know it's going to be solid. Yeah. And especially with consoles, like almost always a bad idea. Uh, in other uh, expensive hardware news, uh, I finally got an update from Newegg for my laptop. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What happened with that? <laughs> Which is being, uh, they're still waiting. For Wasn't it supposed to come like a month ago? Yeah, it got delayed. Um, the official release date, I don't know, it was like two Fridays ago or something. But they finally sent out an email. Um, gave me a $50 gift card for my trouble. Uh, That's nice. Yeah, and just said it, it's, uh, it, they're expecting the next shipments to come in anywhere That's a from now. a upgrade. Yeah, any from, anywhere from now until late April. So. Ugh. Yeah, but like Not I said, I, yeah, but I still got plenty of shit here to play, but I'm just like, I, I want the shiny now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's the thing is it like whenever I, I think about like all my frustrations with with like game like shipping and stuff, because I, I ordered those switch games and they finally they finally arrived. Mm. Uh, I have so many abs- uh, so, such an absurd amount of games that I have uh, available at my disposal. Like, I don't need any new games. I never, ever need. I never need new games. <laughs> I will never, ever in my life need more video games than I have right now. Yep. Oh, so you're talking about my Steam list right <laughs> yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> if, when, like, you, I, when Todd opens up Steam, you just hear, never-ending story. I mean, I was just thinking about this <laughs> earlier today because uh, I'm, I'm a huge Silent Hill fan, and I go through this process every year where every about six months i obsess about silent hill for about two months mm-hmm. um and it usually is around march and april and then september and october uh whenever the fog why. rolls in effectively that's exactly it <laughs> um and uh i was just thinking like i just end up playing replaying the same goddamn games over and over again while all the new games just sort of sit in my list mocking me Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I know that pain. Very whether it's well. Tony Hawk two and three, or you know, I like the first one too. I still haven't even bought that yet. Oh, it's so good, dude! It's it's incredible. I mean, it, I've been waiting for a sale, and it never goes on fucking sale. Amazing. It's amazing. It's it's probably it's possibly better than the originals, <laughs> maybe. Um, but like, I I end up just replaying these same goddamn games over and over and over again. I've replayed Silent Hill two at this point. I don't know. 30 maybe 40 times and we don't we don't need to talk about the amount of hours i have in like four different games combined. yeah <laughs> it's it's really just absurd like yeah star wars empire at war i mean thousands thousands of hours in that game yeah uh, you actually played that you're probably the only person i've ever met oh dude in my entire gaming history <laughs> that's actually played that other than me oh man it has a huge modding scene of incredible mods like not just yeah, good yeah. mods like incredible mods i know oh uh, no there's there's a there's a decent scene out there 
Uh, War fans. Speaking of um, mods, I well, first off, there's there was news. Uh, there was a trailer that was released for a new Aliens game, Aliens Fireteam. Oh, Fireteam! Yeah, it's like a third person uh, um, wave it's shooter. Left, left for Dead, but in the third person in, in Aliens yeah. world. Yeah, which is what Colonial Marines was supposed to be. Yeah, well, I was uh, talking to uh, Sean about that because um, he was, about Colonial Marines. Yeah, because he 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 actually shared the the trailer for fire fire team on uh, Facebook. And I was looking at that and he mentioned like, Oh yeah. And um, colonial Marines, which there's I think a good one those, for it. Which I think is one of those lost games in my steam account buried in there that I never played. But uh, now it's been fan modded so much with uh, better graphics. Yeah. It's actually a, that apparently now it's playable and good. Yeah. I so mean, that's when I have to go back and, and play good it. luck finding any players to play with you unless you like, set up a match with friends who have the mod enabled but yeah that's like, like i don't know multiplayer a games. certain person on a podcast <laughs> well colonial marines that had a single player campaign didn't it uh the entire game is multiplayer it is playable up to four player co-op the entire game right but they're through is... the single player campaign okay yeah i thought the way you were talking about it you made it seem like it was only multiplayer no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that, like, uh, you can't find multiplayer players now. Yeah. Unless you, like, set it up ahead of time. That's but, yeah, no, um, the the mod, it's called, like, Rearmed or something like that. Um, it And it's so funny because uh, supposedly the fix for that game was really, it was in the D, it was in the INI files, and you just had to change one word. And it fixed the entire a- alien AI behavior. Wow. Yeah. Somebody just uh, it was just to put like a decimal point or something. Yes, that was it. <laughs> and it, and the entire alien AI behavior was completely borked and it shipped that way. And some dude found it like four years later and it was like the entire AI was fine. They just forgot to beta like beta test the game. It was like a... they didn't forget. They actively didn't. This is like a cronk pulling the wrong lever moment or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wrong lever. Oh, geez. Um, I think that was, I don't know if there was any more gaming news, but going back to animation really quick, um, we were talking a week or two back that Netflix was going uh, all in with a bunch of anime stuff, uh, Pacific Rim and kong and everything and now there was an announcement that they're doing a terminator anime that's pretty cool honestly like i've always thought that uh terminator needed it's not a hard thing to do you just need to stop trying to remake the original movies seriously yeah and that's the the thing they keep consistently fucking up is that they think that they just need to remake terminator 2 again and it's like no, that's why Terminator 2 was so good because it wasn't the first movie all over again. Yeah. It, it it evolved. I mean, they are similar and they're comparable, but that's because they're related. Yeah. Uh, and as a, as much as I appreciate Schwarzenegger, the solution to the Terminator film problem is not to keep bringing him out of mothballs. Not more Schwarzenegger, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can, in animation, you can just launch into all of the stories. Say what you will about Dark Fate, but I think uh, the casting I still haven't seen it. (laughs) 
you're not missing very much. That's what I um, heard. <laughs> That's why we haven't seen it. Honestly, weirdly enough, Dark Fate and um, Genesis make uh, uh, the one prior to that, the McG one, mm. actually look a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Genesis and that... Genesis oh. is... I mean, if, up until about the the second act... I actually was like, hey, this could be good. Mm-hmm. And then the movie continued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but like, look at the Terminator comics by Dark Horse. They were amazing. They were fantastic. So I've like, you can tell, into... you can tell good stories set in that universe. Yeah. They just happened. Yeah. And I enjoyed, um, you know, Sarah Connor Chronicles up to a point. Sarah Connor Chronicles was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Well, season two. Season one was yeah. shaky. I mean, it was always, it was going to be at that point where they're kind of going, dancing around in circles. Um, there wasn't any really where, like, there wasn't a way to, like, the story in of itself, like, where do you go with it was it, the problem with that show. Because you're just kind of dancing around in circles until you get to the full on war in the future. So it was kind of like, uh, but it still, it was still intriguing. It was still intriguing. Yeah. And they, they had some good story there, but the biggest but in, in the long the run, movie. it just felt kind of like a moot point. Cause it's like, Oh, well it, eventually the future wars is going to fucking happen. So like the reason why Sarah Connor Chronicles works so well is because it, it, it didn't, it, it, they weren't trying to make a Jim Cameron movie. They, they were interested in telling stories set within the universe because the universe right. is rich and there's a lot of interesting lore, time travel and uh, AI and stuff like that. But the problem with the movies is they consistently are trying to just make a better Terminator film than Jim Cameron can. And it's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. It's just not going to happen unless you get a director that is as good as Jim Cameron and they haven't. They have, and it's never going to happen because they're never going to be able to pay a director enough to make a good to get a good director for the movie so what they need to do is they need to stop focusing on the movies and just do everything else and weirdly enough they're actually other than the dark horse comics and there's i mean there are people who are going to protest this but uh there's not a lot of terminator cross media compared to other franchises um same with blade runner um which at a certain time were both owned by the same corporation, the Alcon Group, um, Alcon Media. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of cross, there's not a lot of transmedia for for Terminator and Blade Runner um, until now because they've realized like, hey, why haven't we been exploiting this like Star Wars or Star Trek or Aliens? Yeah. Well, there was, what was it? Was it for Super Nintendo? I mean, there's yeah. there's Double been games, Terminator games, and there was a there was a very recent game, the Terminator <laughs> game, which supposedly wasn't that bad. Actually, I heard, uh, I heard some. It came out it just a couple like last year, and oh, I didn't hear about it. Yeah, so the consensus was that it's a fun Terminator game for fans of the franchise. If you're not a fan of the franchise, don't even bother. But if you're a fan of the franchise, it's actually pretty good. Oh, Terminator Resistance, November yeah. 2019. Mm-hmm. Huh. And uh, yeah, I read a couple reviews that were like, yeah, if you're a big Terminator fan, definitely check it out. If you're not, I... don't. 
So I'm adding that to the Steam list. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that'll be awesome. Uh, moving on. One last little bit in the animation world. Um, little bits of info have been coming out for Harley Quinn season three. They're officially <laughs> recording, which makes me happy. Um, there's also a weird tweet by the uh, producer, um, Patrick. Should I forget his last name? Um, but uh, I wanted to say Schumacher for a second, but that's definitely wrong. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's something about uh, uh, like seeing the artwork uh, for for Harley in the new season. The, some sort of outfit that's going to break the internet or something, which kind of sounded weirdly worded. Like, that sounds a little skeevy. Um, I don't know how we're supposed to take that. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't They're been... going full on Japanese fan service for it. <laughs> <laughs> is she going to be one of those uh, those Japanese anime memes that like turns up a, a uh, hentai? What? <laughs> well, no, it's like a, like <laughs> like the the PlayStation as a as a like as an e girl, you know? Where they like personify. <laughs> inanimate characters oh as, yeah i gotcha are they gonna do the opposite is like harley quinn gonna turn into the batmobile or something sure why not <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh one thing i did uh, this isn't really recent news i think this came out last year when they were talking about the new season but uh one thing i did appreciate was well spoilers if anyone listening has not watched harley quinn season two uh, i haven't finished it but i'm pretty sure i know what happened so oh okay i mean you know Harley and Ivy. Yeah. I mean, Come on. Yeah. We, we know Harley. It happened Ivy. in the comics like five years ago. So I figured that's where they were going with the story. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes. Hasn't in... it happened multiple times in the comics? Mm, yeah. Ish. Like they hinted at it for a long time, but like it actually like happened like about five years ago. Yeah. But anyway, after all the uh, buildup of that through the first two seasons, which I think was brilliant uh, the way they handled it. Um, the uh producers were saying guy that, wasn't her forever person <laughs> hey kite man is wonderful and that made me very sad that i mean i, I you, know, you want to root for the guy uh, yeah but, you know it's kite it's man new. is a very supportive boyfriend yeah. by the way the same uh, voice actor i don't remember his name off the top of my head but we realized because another show that meg and i just re-watched uh was on comedy central ugly americans did you ever watch that uh i saw a couple episodes it's like early 2000s. It's fun. No, it's I, remember. Quite, I remember. Like two seasons. But uh, the main Early guy... 2000s? Mm, you mean early 2010s. Uh, you might be right. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Those you know, two are not the same. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, <clears throat> but the main guy on that is the voice of Kite Man as well. I, like we sense. watched it and was like, I know this yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I, I've recognized his name and I think I've seen him. I think he's an actor too and I think I've seen him in other things. Anyway. Um, oh yeah, what I was going to get at... Um, on commenting on where they're going to season three, uh, the producer or showrunner made a point to say, we're not going to do the, the dumb stereotypical thing. And now that we finally got them together, it's, Oh no, the relationship's in jeopardy. We're going to break them up. Or will they want to? That's so fucking annoying. I hate that shit. Yeah. He said, no, fuck that shit. Like, like they're an item. And now they get to navigate this. Queer folk need to like, they need like squad goals, you know, like they need relationship goals. Yeah. You don't you don't put them together just to immediately break them, break up. them up, yeah. Which was a point he made. We'll let right. time do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look up 
the showrunner's name now because it's driving me insane that I can't remember it. Uh, Patrick. Oh, it is Schumacher. Oh, Patrick Schumacher. Interesting. I have no idea if there's any relation to. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I think that's it. All I had for um, animation. Uh, gaming, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, in the movie world. So since COVID, we're seeing the whole battle between streaming and the uh, you know theatrical releases. And it's seeming like the, the standard from here on out appears to be forming as a, a 45 day 45 cycle yeah, as yep. opposed to the traditional 90 day cycle. And that is going to fuck theaters so bad. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I worked at, I worked at movie theaters for uh, a non trivial percentage of my adult life. Um, which actually like sort of an absurd percentage of my adult life. And, um, the profit margins were already razor fucking thin, especially for smaller theaters. And this is really going to fuck them hard. Yeah. Like bad, very badly. You just posted like a GoFundMe for a local theater, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a couple local theaters here in Portland. One that I used to work at this other one. I didn't, um, that, uh, I supported, um, I actually found out some troubling stuff about this one i don't really want to go into it but uh i actually may not feel so great about supporting them in the future but um let's just say uh uh it's nazi related because that's something that we have to deal with in our current fucking timeline jesus christ um yeah in the darkest timeline yeah i mean like uh i it's one of those things where like knowing that some place supports neo-nazis is a thing that you have to think about in 2021 consistently not just a little bit not like every couple months it's like a weekly fucking thing which great awesome yeah <laughs> all right well in uh in lighter news um since we're we've got the uh, dance of theaters figuring out or well actually um studios figuring out when they're going to release in this uh covid world a quiet place part two just bumped up several months the the latest release date from where they pushed it it at it was at september 17th and now they bumped it up to may 28th so Uh, that means that they have significant uh confidence that theaters are going to reopen very soon i mean and it looks like they're most likely are Mm -hmm. I know that in Oregon, um, theaters are going to be able to open within the month. Yeah. So I think California, they're saying a full reopening of all services within a month or so. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, that kind of brings me to the next thing was there was an announcement that with the tier system that California has going on, uh, Disneyland, Universal Studios, um, and other theme parks may reopen in a limited capacity April 1st. Um, and no, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'm not going to a theme park until I get my fucking vaccine. Oh. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> I'm not going but, anywhere until I get my shot. Yeah. But uh, 
Uh, I will say they, so I saw that and that's rad because I have a, I mean, you guys live in Orange County and I have a bunch of friends who still work for the Disney Corporation. Right. Um, so that's good because a lot of my friends are going to go back to work. Um, uh, but also I saw that Universal announced the opening or announced HHN Halloween Horror Nights Orlando this year full full halloween horror nights they haven't announced exactly how many houses they're going to do but um which probably means that they're going to do hhn um for hollywood and if that's the case i can't afford to go to orlando this year but it if that's the case come hell or high water i'm going to fucking halloween horror nights this year in hollywood so i'll see y'all there well, the thing about this is that at least when where Disneyland is concerned, you know that limited capacity means I think like 15%, give or take, and they can't do any indoor rides, which is like most of the rides. Not yet, not yet. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know that Disney is just shady enough where they're still going to charge you like regular gate tickets. Oh, of course. To not even see everything or be able to do anything. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god! Oh, that and people uh, are stupid enough that they're gonna pay for that because that's how much they miss Disney. Well, they're doing taste. What is it? Taste of Disney. Taste yeah. of yeah. Uh, California Adventure. That sold out like that. Yeah. 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 And Universal, they just announced they're doing something identical. It's like called Taste. It's like Universal Taste or. They're just opening City Walk for Universal, basically. <laughs> yeah. Because City Walk has been. I mean, nobody wants while. to eat Universal food in the first place. So. <laughs> City Walk hey, restaurant. City, City Walk is actually not bad. City Walk has Dodger dogs, so I'm I'm all there for it. Well, okay, so it's funny because I this was actually a discussion that one of my um, Disney employed friends was having on that they were making fun of the Taste of Universal, and I I, I remember reading a thing a, co- a few years ago that Universal spends a lot of time and money curating the restaurants for City Walk, a lot more than Disney does for um, Downtown Disney or whatever it's called now, Disney Springs, um, and. Uh, and mainly because a huge portion of universal attendees eat outside the park and not in the park mm-hmm. where with disney the, it's it's very it's the opposite very much the opposite yeah, yeah. but isn't like pretty much all you have to eat in the the disney walk or the, what is it called downtown disney i think it's called disney, it's disney. disney. is it isn't still it called downtown like disney as far as i know yeah there hasn't been any change so. You have the, the jungle, you have the jungle restaurant, you have the sandwich shop. Hey, isn't and the jungle restaurant have... gone now though? Yeah, that part of the, like, it... the upgrade system? Oh, it's gone? Yeah, they closed oh, they... they closed the Rainforest Cafe. Uh um, like, yeah, before... that shit was there like when I used to work there. Yeah, they, they closed it. Wasn't that the I think that was the first restaurant they opened in, in downtown, downtown Disney. Disney? That oh, makes boy. sense. Yeah. I forget what they replaced it with, but and then they have the ESPN zone, which is always a pain uh, in the I think ass. That's, that just, I think that's going away, though. Yeah, They've been trying to, like... Gone. I mean, they're they're trying to, like, completely revitalize uh, that area and have... Mind you, that's been the plan for, like, 20 years, but... Um, yeah. Good. I will say, though, Universal Food, when I went to Orlando, um, I was able to... I. I uh, I'm a strict vegetarian and I was able to get beyond um, either meat or crumbles or whatever, some beyond dish that was v- 
actually quite good at sure. almost every single service location in the park. So I was pretty That's stoked awesome. about that. Nice. Yeah. Just let me walk through downtown Disney so I can smell that sweet kettle corn, caramel corn. <laughs> they <laughs> pump out. They pump out that smell like out of the fucking bushes. I swear yeah. to God. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure you I just want a Dole Whip. I haven't had one of those in fucking years. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, Dole Whip. Those are Dole Whip is good. vegan. Yes, yep. it is. Yeah. Dole Whip's good. Is it made with cream? Nope. Not not the one in the park. Oh, okay. Right outside of the tiki room. Yep. Yeah. Tiki, 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 tiki. Byron, I'm sure you heard about this um, because, well, it's part of Disney and also our our old pal Ron Moore. Oh, is, yeah. Is this apparently... okay? So I am not surprised by this at all. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. Um, yeah. So Ron Moore is apparently uh, writing this. Uh, potential franchise of projects that will explore the characters from the Disney theme parks, as well as the classic films. So like yeah, the magic kingdoms, the magic Kingdom cinematic universe. <laughs> Jesus. Cause everything needs to be a, so universe this is not surprising to me at all. I've actually been, I've, I've been expecting Disney to do something like this for actually quite some time. Mm. Um, because it, it actually, it ties back to like, old disney um ideology and like uh like early i'm talking like 70s era um like mastercraft between the imagineers trying to create this like whole universe for the parks and an underlying like how you get frontier land right next to adventure land and etc yeah. you know yeah. um and uh if if you ever watched like or if you ever had the the like play mats as a kid that had that had the various you could set them up and anyways mm -hmm. um they've been they've been trying to make the 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 rides have a more because the rides are especially the original rides that are still there are so fucking popular that they that they have to be able to bank on them in some way and i i mean i will be honest um the haunted hotel the haunted mansion i'm sorry um is i think the best disney ride of all time oh hell yeah period oh, yeah. yeah uh it's it is a significant draw for me like when i go to disneyland if i don't go on haunted mansion i have failed yeah, well, yeah. in my in my journey actually... there's i may as well just leave because yeah. that was the whole point of going I award you um, no points. <laughs> and they actually yeah. took them decades to get that ride from start to finish completed. Oh yeah, you, like forty you, years. Yeah, I mean, there, there's entire documentaries on on the history on, of the haunted mansion. Ride. Yeah, just the haunted mansion. Yeah, from and from, from and there's there's a storied lore there, and it's and it's amazing the story behind the haunted mansion, and it's the same with the other legendary uh, early Disney rides, like um, uh, like you know the one the one that they're remaking right now um, jungle cruise jungle cruise thank you jungle cruise yeah um aren't they also refurbishing uh pirates again yeah well yeah because there's talk now because because they're about to do a new trilogy and also with all of the 
another unpleasantness. All the unpleasantness with uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp there's there's calls to remove him from the ride after he mm -hmm. was added to the ride in the early 2000s. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. to be honest, it, he they the way that he's integrated into the ride, I think it would be easy to just remove Oh, it'd be super simple. Yeah. Because he wasn't it's a part of the ride to begin with. Exactly. Right, yeah. But I liked what, what I guess I'm saying is I liked when they did revamp it with him in it, they didn't completely change the ride. They just kind of threw him in there and said, okay, was we're a, good. There was a, there was a huge backlash from there longtime was. fans though. I remember that. But once you saw it, I mean, it I failed, think it's silly personally because it's a theme park ride, but yeah. But once you saw um, it revealed, it's just like, dude, it's not a big deal. It didn't harm the integrity of the ride. Yeah. Anyway. And, and and the thing is, is that Disney has never really been too precious with their uh, their ride franchises to begin with, because in a decade, the people that grew up with it are aren't going to be children anymore, so it won't really matter. So you can really do whatever they they can do whatever they want long term. Mm -hmm. Um. Um. It'll be this 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 Ron Moore show though, I think, is pretty interesting, because I know why he's doing it. Why is that? To do a Star Wars show. He literally said it. Oh, <laughs> there was an interview. Well, because part part of it is because he already did a Star Wars show. Hmm. He did eighty eight episodes of a Star Wars a Star Wars TV show. Now. Do you think they would? It seems. I mean, I mean, it's fucking Disney. They can do whatever the fuck they want. But to me, it seems a just a little outlandish for the brand of Star Wars to force that into a connected world with the rest of the Disney characters. No, I can get the rest of the park being all. I, I, I mean, I mean, it, it's more it's more uh, cynical than that. He's doing this Disney MCU show so that he can do a Star Wars show later. Ah, gotcha. He signed because he signed. I mean, part what part of it what what it was is it was a it was this gigantic first look deal. Um for like the next 10 years for him hmm. i think it was 10 years may it may be shorter than that but and he's doing this show for them for Di for for disney so that he can get access to star wars later because he's he's said that he's always wanted to do a star wars show and he already has done a star wars show he was one of the secret writers for star wars the live action show that never came the george lucas un yeah the the live action star wars um george lucas show that yeah. he and supposedly ronald moore wrote the was the the showrunner and wrote the majority of the 88 scripts for that unproduced television show that's good i i can't even Can you imagine 80, writing 88 scripts and having them just sit on a desk somewhere i can't even Oof. fathom that how that suck. feels that well ugh. Here's the thing, though, is I would imagine that some of that original pitch will come back and that some of those scripts he may be able, may be able to reuse in some capacity. Yeah, for sure. That's a lot of work to just go unproduced. Yeah. And look how much like history and, and like thrown away little tidbits of the Star Wars universe that um, that. Um, well, and can you imagine Logan like and, uh, and uh, Favreau have reintegrated into like the Mandalorian, for example, and. Um, Sorry. And can you imagine like how well a, a Ronald Moore produced Star Wars TV show would do 
ratings wise. I, oh. I mean, all you have to say is like from the creator of Battlestar Galactica and yeah, so many people are on board, you know, you know, exactly. I mean, I would say from the, like the showrunner for the last five seasons of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, but that's just me. Well, you're going to capture the hearts of many a generation of nerd. So I yeah. mean, if you got him attached, yeah. From the writer I, of Star Trek Generations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All five of us. And the Thing reboot that no one saw. Oh, I did. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> it was just fine. Um, they should um, have. They should have. I have a. I have a fun stuff. story about Ron Moore. When I was working at IPIC Theaters in Pasadena um, for a very short period of time in 2016, um, he sat at my bar, and I had to serve him for like a good hour. He was going to see Doctor Strange, and uh, I, I had to like really, 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 really <laughs> prevent myself from just hardcore geeking out on him oh yeah but there was a moment where he sat down and uh he like ordered something we did a little chit chat and before he told me his name i, I said uh yeah i'll shake I'll, I'll get that going for you right away mr moore and he like looked at me and he just nodded like, okay. like this guy knows exactly who i am and I, I would imagine that doesn't happen a lot as a writer in hollywood you know yeah. you're like i'm just imagining like a cartoonish version of you just like sweating bullets oh just, god i was just <laughs> holding it back like do, 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 what was starbuck what the fuck was starbuck yeah was he an angel or what <laughs> oh god uh another another way that i you know at first uh, the first glance of this news of this magic kingdom universe i kind of like rolled my eyes like oh boy the whole connected universe thing again but then i started to think about okay that could be fun with you know integrating all the classic characters and and it dawned on me oh wow this could potentially be a version of kingdom hearts that actually makes some, say, that actually makes yeah. some fucking sense <laughs> yeah without all the, be the it's gonna be the Disney Adventure game from NES, from like yeah, without all the, the J boys, like with with emo hair, uh, with all their <laughs> with all their man drama, uh, and oh god, <laughs> without Sephiroth, you know, <laughs> I'm part of me is angry that I spent so many hours completing Kingdom Hearts three. That mostly they're finally putting together a comprehensive collection for the PS five. Because I've never played all of them. I've only played Kingdom Hearts 1. You don't need to. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's whatever, yeah. Okay, think, think of, you know how, um, okay, a franchise that is near and dear to my fucking heart, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, and how yeah. just incomprehensible yeah. the storyline gets as it goes from game to game, that's all of Kingdom Hearts. It makes no fucking sense at all to a oh, maddening degree. actually i i played the the ds game what was it called like 365 chain memories <laughs> it's or something yeah. like that yeah it's one of the in-between chain, chain of memories or like yeah it's like here's what this side character was doing during the events of this last game or something like that i don't know it's it's a mess so yeah, give me give me that Ron Moore. Give me a comprehensible Kingdom Hearts. I am fucking in. Give me that. <laughs> uh, all right. In other 
well, I guess, yeah, tangentially related to Disney. Um, uh, Indira Varma has joined the Obi-Wan show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was, uh, I forget her character's name on Game of Thrones. Um, but uh, anyway, a lot of fanboys. Uh, wasn't it Ilaria Sand? Say that again. Ilaria Sand or something like that. Yes. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Uh, she was on that show Carnival Row too, and uh, some ABC show for life. I'm not familiar with that one. Um, but all the fanboys are wondering, oh, who could she be? Who could she be? And there's two main um, characters that people are thinking. Either um, the Mandalore Duchess, Satine, Satine Kreez, or... Well, I know she's she's dead, but she's maybe dead. flashbacks or something. <laughs> I don't know, maybe flashbacks or something. I'm assuming they're going to do flashbacks since they're bringing in the Bob yeah, and Hayden yeah. Christensen. And I um, think there's going to be heavy flashbacks in this in this show. Yeah. Okay. And but the other theory, and I'm more down for this, is Asajj Ventress. Oh yes, please. But she's also dead. Watch your uh, not yet. No, no, she's not. According I to she the was. books. No, no, I think they leave her fate open ended, if I remember right. I forget what. Oh happens. no, no, no! She has a book, and I, I think he's right. She died. I read the book. In fact, Meg gave me the book. No, she dies in one. Clone Wars. I no, don't remember her dying in Clone Wars. She, she doesn't die in Clone Wars. She has a lot of close calls, but I think she makes it to the end. Pretty hmm. sure. I'd have to go back and okay check again. Um. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I'm pretty positive. I, mean, I, like, like, there's... I would be okay with either of them. I don't, I, I don't really, it's not, who knows? She could also be not playing either of those characters. <laughs> like, it's true, yeah. It's all speculation. It's just like, oh, yeah. this awesome actress is joining the show. Um, oh, another random little tidbit. Um, the Bad Batch got a premiere date, May 4th, May the 4th. Oh yeah, and we also had a uh, preview of uh, Agent May's character. Yeah, Ming Na Wen tweeted a, tweeted a peek of uh, Fennec Shand. And, oh, and, in Mandalorian and, season three, and, or in no, in animated form for the Bad Batch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't and, realize that was happening. Um, it, just a side note: Ventress does die in the books. Okay. Oh, okay. In the books, not in the Clone Wars. Okay, but I it's must in have the conflated it, the two. It's pre-order sixty-six, so yeah, boo yeah. Okay. and that's canon. That's not like weird. Yeah, it's, side. One of, it, it's one of the canon novels. Okay, okay. Hmm. Another, so I mean, go ahead. Oh, just another fun little tidbit I saw when I when I saw that uh, uh, image of Fennec Shand on uh, Ming Na Wen's Twitter. Uh, she also had a, a pinned tweet uh, from earlier in the year. There was a little film fact from the original Mulan in 1998. Uh, it said Mulan in the movie, in the animated film, touches her hair a lot. And she's like nervous and stuff. And there's a clip, there's a little uh, image of her like touching her hair. Uh, they yeah. did that. They added that in because the directors noticed that Ming-Na Wen does that herself while oh, she was fun. voicing the, the character yeah, in the recording booth. So they added it to the character. And, you know, uh, that's funny because her character in ER does that a lot too. Yeah. Uh-huh. when she's talking she like pushes her hair behind her ear yeah but yeah she uh, retweeted it and, uh, and she said like i still touch my hair a lot 
Um, also, they announced that Obi-Wan is going to be in Andor. Right. Uh, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka were, were they rumored or confirmed for Andor? I think it was confirmed that at least Obi-Wan is going to be in Andor. I don't know about Ahsoka, but. Okay. Yeah, they're just all going to be crossing all over everybody's. I mean, I'm not really surprised. I I think there's a desire within the Disney company to um, get their money's worth out of the prequels. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And and part of that is making the prequels relevant again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, putting... um, Bring back that era of, you know, pre- uh, galactic civil war content out is you know seems important well they really fucking nailed it with that uh final clone wars season that's for sure i, mean, I haven't watched it yet oh oh i've heard oh, good oh, things but so good it i just is uh, so good. i just i uh, around may i will i go through these two periods of time where i get super back into star wars it's always may okay. and december <laughs> The episodes are super short, so you'll. Oh no, no, I've I've watched almost all the rest of it. I just haven't, you know, media backlog in COVID. It's gonna be May. Um, (laughs) Well, in other uh, in other ramen ramen hair. (laughs) Ramen hair. Uh, In other uh, uh, franchisey news and uh, and characters flip flopping all over the place and other uh, in in the connected TV universes. Getting back to our uh, our good old Arrow universe, which I'm forever going to call it the Arrow universe. Fuck that CW universe bullshit. Yeah. Um, but uh, Diggle from Arrow will uh, will actually return on the Flash this season to deal with the. I don't know if you heard or even watched the ring of power finale of arrow yeah but they left a uh, left him on a cliffhanger or a tease where basically john diggle's driving down the road and boom what does he find in the dirt a fucking green lantern ring i don't think they actually show it but they just you know he opens up a box and there's just a green glow coming at it what's in the box yeah so yeah they they announced they're gonna Officially Not have him back, Paltrow's and I think Dave, Ram- Dave Ramsey is actually going to be directing some of those episodes too in Flash this season. Um, but yeah, they're going to deal with. Wait, so in the that. in the Arrowverse, they're introducing Green Lantern, but they're also doing an HBO Max Green Lantern show. Yeah, apparently. Oh, that was another little bit. They confirmed that they're going to do Hal Jordan on that show. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to see an artist as green lantern some uh kyle rayner was an artist his whole thing okay sorry whatever you're referencing i'm not the the, like the 90s green lantern was like went to like art school and was like a hipster oh (laughs) that i don't know i Got to say back because I'm not familiar with the comics, but eh. he's the least popular Green Lantern. Okay, which I'll tell you, all I've seen of the Green Lantern, other than the uh, the Bruce Timbers, um, was that Ryan Reynolds movie, <laughs> which is very uh, 
very, very bad. <laughs> and that tiny little snippet that they included in... Uh, Isn't Taika in that for like 30 seconds? In the... Ryan yeah, Ryan he plays Lantern? like Green Green Lantern's like best friend. Taika, really? Yeah. I wow. think you're right. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I must have blanked it out like the rest of that movie. <laughs> Yeah, he plays his like best friend and he's in the movie for like five minutes total. Oh, that's funny. You're right. You are right. <laughs> that's yeah. I, I went back and watched it a few years ago after watching, uh, after having recently saw what we do in the shadows, and I was just like, huh? What? <laughs> Tamura Morrison was in that show too, or was in that movie too. Yeah. Wow. I think they probably shot in in New Zealand. That's probably why. Oh. Yeah. And I guess you can't be 100% mad at it because it got him and Blake Lively together and they're adorable. So, uh, uh, Speaking of Taika, uh, I saw leaked set photos from Thor Love and Thunder this oh, week. Oh, yeah. And I'm kind of bummed because I kind of wish the you hadn't <laughs> i hadn't yeah and i just got surprised yeah. as i saw it but uh so i saw the same photos you did yeah so, so far the only photo really that i've one. seen is just the a shrine to mjolnir that's the only one i've seen okay meow 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 meow, meow. uh so so uh it looks like they are repeating the gag of uh from uh that's Ryan pretty good Ross. i also like um i like the new edition if you know what i mean and i don't mean the band um <laughs> Uh, well, so so he's playing like fake Odin. Oh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that I saw. Melissa McCarthy as Loki. Uh, oh no, no, there's sorry, another as, one. As, as oh, she's hell yeah, hell. As, as Hella. Yeah, yeah. There's another in, one in that's even better. Production. And if you don't know it, I don't want to spoil it because it's really good. Okay, yeah, don't um, tell me. But yeah, the one that I saw, it doesn't was, make any sense. But it's nothing makes a any good, sense. But it's a good. It's like a really good cameo. Okay. Yeah. They, um. So yeah, the one that I saw, Melissa McCarthy dressed up as Hella in the goofy little stage production of, you know, what took place in Ragnarok, just like the Ragnarok one with. Why um, Taika is like so zeroed in on this on this idea? I have no idea. Because it was it's fucking fun. brilliant. It was funny. I don't know why it's in the movie, but it's funny. I wonder, are they bringing back Matt Damon as, uh, yeah. as Loki? They, he's confirmed He's confirmed in the movie. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Uh, so, my sister and I's MCU rewatch is getting to the point where uh, we just watched Homecoming. Oh, um nice. Couple, two nights ago and god i love that movie it's so every time i watch it I, I it's better than i remember and um uh so the next couple of movies that we have are like she's already seen black panther so we don't have to watch that again but um the next one i think is thor ragnarok and then captain marvel or some some combination of those um, to be able to watch that again for the first time would be amazing. Yeah, and she's a big fan of what we do in the shadows, so I'm I'm really excited to watch with watch it with her because she she didn't really like the other Thor movies, which is entirely I understand, but Thor Ragnarok is like so different in tone. It's effectively like a reboot for the Thor franchise. And yeah, I really really liked it. 
I don't think effectively. I think it is. I think. Yeah, I know. It really. I mean, that was the intention. It's one of my more favorite MCU movies. Yeah, I would say probably number one for me. Maybe at at least it's top three. I mean, if you're gonna open with Zeppelin, I mean, come on, you got me. That um, I know you've you had to have seen the uh, the fan edit of Thor regaining his power in the in the final fight and everything, but instead of repeating the oh, yeah. track, it's uh, uh, I need a hero. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. So much uh, better in that scene. It gave it gives me goosebumps watching that remake. It's pretty great, and the the way that it's edited and the perfect timing with the drums. And that like drum uh, flare with uh, Tom Hiddleston just just. Though, uh, I need a hero that goes for the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, everybody equates that to Shrek, but I st- I I have never equated that to Shrek. It will always be Short Circuit Two for me with that. <laughs> uh, that was another one that's in the reboot canon, I believe. Uh, Short Circuit. It's They're trying to get a new one coming they've been it, that's been in the works for about five or six years now about the same Short time as the damn circuit i'm sure yeah, it'll happen about at the, some point about the same I mean, time the as the originals the, are pretty problematic so i, oh, I get yeah. that yeah <laughs> yeah they could easily they could easily take a take out the brown face and use a proper actor that's yeah, that's not an issue no no more fisher stevens yeah <laughs> no that's uh that's not most people's bad. password is god <laughs> the plague oh god you hard copy disassemble um input input oh. input input stephanie okay we can do this all day <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh moving on uh the blue beetle blue beetle movie i am actually a little surprised that it has taken this long for them to do it uh, a Blue Beetle movie because there I don't know if you guys remember but there was a there a period of time between like 2005 and 2007 where they were very 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 hard trying to make this new version of Blue Beetle mm-hmm. a thing and it, it largely st- stuck um, but like it was a significant significant thing on DC's behalf to to make the new Blue Beetle the new hotness. I have legit never heard of Blue Beetle until this very moment. So Blue I'd Beetle with him until- is a cl- is it is a an old DC Comics character who was in like uh, Justice League International and and um, has been a member of Justice League in various um, permutations uh, for a long time and had a big part in the Identity Crisis Infinite Crisis storyline, but. He's not. At, he didn't start as a DC Comics character. He started as a key comics character hmm. um, that was purchased in the in the early '80s, um, and uh, which the the purchase of those characters led to the Watchmen characters, because hmm. um, the Watchmen characters are effectively reimaginings of those key comics characters. Oh, I think I, I might be getting the comics company wrong. It's I don't think it's key. Um, Blue Beetle Comics. Anyway, 
Cool part about this is this would be DC's first Latino superhero movie, which is rad. And long Charlton, time. Charlton Comics. Sorry, not Key Comics. Charlton Comics. All right. Charlton. Like yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I can't think of anything. Yeah, nothing hmm. I'm aware of. Huh. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Finally doing it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Blue Beetle movies landed director. The rap reported that Angel Manuel Soto, director of uh, 2020 Charm City Kings, has been tapped to helm the film. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I like the the Blue Beetle comic. I am a fan of the character, the new version of the character. I'm also a fan of the original. Um, I I honestly wasn't familiar with the character until I did uh, the entire uh, Bruce Timverse watch and finally uh, watched for the first time all of uh, the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited within the last I don't know ten years or something, maybe less than that. Now, is the Blue Beetle Latino in the comics, or are they just making that change for the film? Uh, no, in the comics, he in the in the in the rebooted version of the character that they did in the two, early two thousand and mid two thousands, he's Latino. Okay. Yeah. Um, the original version of the character is not. He's he's a white like Batman esque gotcha. billionaire vigilante. Okay. And actually, <laughs> because of watch the Watchmen. So in Watchmen, so a lot of people. So the Blue Beetle, he inspired Night Owl, not Batman. Ah, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. a misconception that people just. I mean, it's easy to. I mean, it makes sense why people make that connection. But uh, Night Owl is supposed to be a pas- a pastiche of Blue Beetle, huh. not of Batman. Hmm. Maybe that's why he had like the large, like beetle-like eyes. Exactly, him. and it once you know more about the Blue Beetle character, it actually makes a lot of sense because he was like a billionaire inventor that had a, and actually Night Owl ship looks exactly like the Blue Beetle ship. <laughs> it just a different color, effectively. Huh. All right. <clears throat> cool, cool. To this day, the Watchmen trailer is one of like my favorite trailers it's a good trailer yeah with that uh what's um, what's the pumpkin song on there uh, uh the end is the beginning is the end there you go yeah uh, or is it the end is the beginning is the end or is the beginning is the end is the beginning i can't remember uh, i think it's the end is the beginning is the end one of those sure um uh oh, actually now you, you when you mentioned this stuff though it actually made me uh it reminded me that uh hbo max also announced a par- paranormal activity reboot. Oh, really? Yeah. That movie terrified me. So I actually, I think the original trilogy, the first three, I actually think they're really good. And I've, I think the third one is the best. I couldn't get past um, I've honestly only ever seen the first one. The first one is good. The second one is not as good. The third one is, I think, better than both of them. This is just person. This is personal taste. Mm-hmm. I know there's lots of people who don't like them, but I like them. Mm-hmm. I think they're good, or at least the first one was good. It's just it freaks me out too much. Yeah, Meg. When it comes to uh, like, scary stuff, it's 
well not all scary stuff but like possession or haunted housing type things just yeah. gets me more spiritual I really hard time house stuff yeah makes sense yeah. i mean that's that's the stuff that gets me the best yeah. uh, it's it's also the type of horror movie that i enjoy the most mm. are ghost stories because i i know that uh i don't like i don't really like uh bio horror anything that has to do with like infections and stuff i just fucking oh can't do it. i hate that too. yeah it's any, way too real body like horror cabin fever i couldn't I, I had to switch it off yeah i can't take it um the haunting stuff I feel like that's just way too real for me. Yeah, I mean, I feel the exact opposite, but yeah. um, but it doesn't mean that I'm not scared you, of it. When you grow up in church, you know. <laughs> Which I largely didn't, but. And I largely um, did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, so like it's, I, the way I feel about that is like, do I hear something in my house and like, and the lights are off and I run down the hallway? absolutely do i think it's a ghost of course not am i still scared of it yes so that shit scares me yeah anywho let's not talk about that okay all right you know what uh it's 10 55 right now we've been going a while and we still have one division to get to so i have a few last let's do it news and we're just gonna like move on fast forward through them really quick yep um hugh grant haven't heard from him in a while, but apparently he's going to play the big bad in uh, in the Dungeons and Dragons pick. That's weird, but yeah. okay. All right. And uh, Sophia Lillis also joined the cast. She was, uh, I don't remember the girl's name from uh, It, from the, from the new It film. Oh, the redhead? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like her. She's good. Yeah, she was good. She was in a Netflix <laughs> show too that I was meaning to watch and I don't remember yeah i remember i think it got canceled i think that's why oh yeah they went on a fucking cancel spree um as long as none of the characters has a hamster pet it's all fine <laughs> are you thinking uh I, I think you're thinking richard gear oh yeah i am i'm sw- <laughs> you're thinking richard gear <laughs> yeah they're the same person <laughs> so yeah hugh grant big bad in our D movie we'll see uh the world of star trek um we were talking about whether we're gonna see another uh jj movie coming down the pike or in the uh kelvin verse we don't know what it's going to be but they did announce a new star trek movie in development with bad robot uh from the discovery writer kalinda vasquez so we don't know they haven't announced if it's a continuation of the previous movies or if it's possibly a discovery movie or continuation of discovery somehow yeah or just something brand new don't know yeah yeah supposedly supposedly the writer herself is named after a tos character yes kalinda oh yeah i did read about that uh i forget what the episode was but anyway yeah she's uh super psyched to be doing i mean she's she's already writing on discovery and now they tapped her to write a freaking movie so she's yeah she's uh and uh the episode of uh, the short treks that she wrote uh i liked it it was it was very good which one was that one um it was uh the one oh that one <laughs> which one was it it was um Trying to remember the title, but now I can't remember what the title was. That's all right. Um, 
Anyway, uh, another thing in that whole world there, we were speculating about the uh, Section 31 show and all the other shows that are supposedly in development. Yeah. Alex Kurtzman uh, had a little to say about that this past week, and he was uh, mentioning that basically he said, like, they, they've got five shows right now. They've got Discovery, Picard, Lower Decks, Prodigy, and Strange New Worlds. That's a lot of shows. Uh, yeah, he said, okay. we're not doing anything new. We're not launching anything new until at least one or two of these complete, you know, in, until we get so off the table. I, I, ha- I have a feeling that Picard is most likely the first one to end. I think I have a feeling. Well, they're gonna... No, it's it's already confirmed that they have a th- it's a three season limited series. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say, I have a feeling they're only going to do three seasons. So. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, they said it a while back that they had a three season arc plan. That makes and sense. That, that was pretty much I, it. That's good. I feel like, because honestly, Patrick Stewart is, he's very old. He's, he's very there. old. He's <laughs> in his 80s. It's like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to put that out there on the table and, you know, jinx anything, but, you know, he is no spring like, chicken. No matter it's how a how miracle he survived COVID. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't think he got it, but I mean, like, that he didn't get it, I think, is a miracle. Yeah, and working on a production as well. So yeah, but yeah, uh, Kurtzman said, uh, I, I like the quote that he said. He said specifically, "We are not in the quantity business; we're in the quality business," which is good, which makes me happy because so many times with these, you know, massive connected universe things, that's it's the opposite. You no, know, I'm actually surprised that that they haven't. Um sort of turned into the connected storytelling a little bit more because uh, given the way that uh, discovery season two and Picard season one turned out um, uh, seems like there could have been some, I think they might still be going toward that. Really? I think Picard season two will probably set up for it. And then discovery uh, season four will lean into it. So? Interesting. We shall see. I don't think so, but sure (laughs) okay a couple last bits of news uh there was it's not really a whole lot of news but just so we know that yes it is still coming and yes they are working on it after you know covid delays and broken legs etc etc but cowboy bebop live action for netflix oh yeah that's right john john cho yeah and there was a little leaked set photo it's it doesn't really show much, but you, I mean, it's kind of from a distance, uh, but you do see uh, John Cho in costume and he's, you know, clearly got a very bright blue suit and <laughs> it looks right on point. And uh, I believe Jet and Faye are also like, they're like standing outside some like storefront window or something. There's not too much to see, but you can definitely see the, uh, the bright neon colors popping and it looks Looks fun. Yeah, it's. I'll have to bring it up on another. Why is Ramona Flowers in Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, from the angle, it looks like. Uh, I, I'm assuming that's Faye, but she looks like Ramona Flowers from the. <laughs> at the distance there. I'll have to link it to you guys. Speaking of Ramona Flowers, I'm really bummed that Birds of Prey did so poorly at the box office because I really liked her as Huntress. Yeah, it did bad at the box office. Oh uh, well, it didn't. No, that's a. It didn't actually, but people said it did. 
<laughs> for a for a superhero film, it was considered a bomb. Yeah, it's stupid. Like the fact that it made its budget back plus like a, an extra hundred million dollars. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I it was I like, loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It was one of, if not my favorite, of the uh, of the current you know DC being one of the last movies that I thoroughly enjoyed seeing in theaters. Uh, it was probably my last like really good theater experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was also a tiny, tiny little glimpse just showing that, yes, it does exist. Why the last man? Oh yeah. I saw that. Yeah. On a, I think it was a FX uh, sizzle. I'm stoked man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think why the last man is the type of show that could pick up a, like a really big following a uh, really big fandom especially if they update it for like modern audiences, which they don't have to do a lot. They just need to tighten up some of the um, written by a man stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which of course they'll, they'll clean up all that. And they have a female showrunner, so I guarantee they're doing it. Yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell added a little fuel to the fire or just basically confirmed um, in his own special way on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This last Saturday, I think it was like, oh boy, what a great week, you know, filming uh, here in a particular location. And I think he took a picture of like the London skyline or something uh, with a particular director working with a particular actor, basically saying, yeah, I was on the set of Doctor Strange too. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, that segues us pretty well, right? Is that uh, it? Yeah. Oh, uh, one, one last, last little, well, two, two last little bits. Then, then I'm done. Okay. Uh, Netflix has a Wednesday Adams show coming, uh, which is actually going to be. Is it supposed to kind of follow the same pattern as the stage production um, of the Adams family, where it's like her family, like her new family or something? No. No. Just no. Um, everything I just said. Yeah. So it's a live action <laughs> Adam's Family spinoff about Wednesday for Netflix. There's a lot of like I'm Wednesday very, in the City or something. I'm very mixed on <laughs> it because from the description that they released, it's sounding like a Sabrina ripoff. No. Like she uh, goes to this Sabrina academy. Sucks. Like she goes to this academy where Sabrina she's solving mysteries. Well, it's, Sabrina's great. Meg was not a fan thoughts. of the final season. She okay. for the last her, like, just... two seasons. Todd, you all right there? We lost Todd to the void. <laughs> hey, you got to pay control call. <laughs> you alive? <laughs> Todd? Hello? Oh, okay. okay. Just making sure he's still with us. <laughs> you were you were in the void there for a second. Yeah, you, yeah. You're... Sorry, my cats were getting into something. I don't know exactly what. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is a description here for the first season of Wednesday. Uh, we'll span eight episodes and follow Wednesday Adams as she heads off to attend the peculiar Nevermore Academy. The show will see Wednesday deal with relationships around school, her burgeoning psychic abilities, and mysteries surrounding both a murder in the local town and her parents' own supernatural past. I'm skeptical. I am as well. Is this just reboot the Adams family. family? Just reboot the Adams family. Well, they kind of did. They just had a uh, animated movie, didn't they? Yeah, and it looked and terrible. My internet died again. Yeah, I know. 
Um, and Tim Burton is actually going to be directing this thing. He's directing it? Yeah, it's going to be his so, TV directorial debut. So my internet cut out, or my yeah, my connection cut out there. Is this live action or is this animated? Uh, this is live action. A uh, 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 Adams Family spinoff Wednesday, but of course, you know, centering on Wednesday Adams for Netflix. Um, Todd, your cat's going ape shit over there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I first heard about it. It's like Wednesday Adam live action show. Yay! And it's it sounds like a Sabrina ripoff. Oh, and I, 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 I don't know. It's didn't that just end? Yes. Sabrina, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Meg was not a fan of the final season of that. Oh, I, I... How, how was the cameos? The cameos? What cameos? Didn't the ants uh, from... I heard it was kind of like just a blip. Like it really... Uh, yeah. I actually stopped watching the last season because I hated it so much. Yeah, she actually stopped mid-episode. She's just like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> wow, to stop mid-episode. I could see stopping mid-season, but mid-episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Last but not least, something near and dear to my heart, but again, I'm skeptical of follow-ups to it. Uh, Sigourney Weaver had a little interview uh, for uh, promoting her current uh, dramatic film, My Salinger Year. And of course, at some point, they started asking her about Avatar and Alien and, uh, and Galaxy Quest, actually. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. And she did mention, uh, yeah, they are apparently still working on a sequel. There was, and she kind of reiterated what's already been discussed before, that a few years back, they were trying to do a sequel series on Amazon, which then fell apart when Alan Rickman passed away, sadly. That um, sucks. But uh, now, uh, she said within the last six months, she heard that the original producer and writers are have been working on a new version of it and kind of cracked it there. Didn't they do uh, a, uh, like a comic miniseries a couple years ago? Yes. I think they did like a four issue run. Yeah, it was fun. If I, remember, I don't remember if I finished that run. I remember I bought at least the first book and I don't remember. That was when I was buying so many comics like, compulsively i don't even know what i finished anymore <laughs> but i think that was on idw um yeah 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 but yeah anyway so yeah she said she's still gung-ho for it the rest of the cast is too they said that she said alan rickman is absolutely not replaceable in any way shape or form but uh supposedly but they could replace him yeah. <laughs> i mean they, like written around you know they've worked it out and uh and essentially the the story that from what she's heard so far it's going to be them kind of passing the torch to a a younger cast of the uh of the show guys. galaxy quest next generation yeah yeah basically yeah so i don't know i i would i would still love to see it yeah i mean galaxy quest is good it, it came out 20 plus years ago but it was it was one of the best star trek movies ever made and what's funny is the way she was talking about it and i've heard this before from some of the other casts as well being interviewed was that it was she said the way it was originally written was even much more clever and uh the jokes were sharper the humor was sharper but they the studio then mashed them down into a pg-13 family movie and so she's like mm. it, it's it's weird because as beloved as it is she's like it the original version of it was so much better. So wow, 
I'm let's get a director's cut, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious how that would have turned out and how its sequel would turn out. Anyway. Okay. It is high time for WandaVision. Uh we have wow. we have reached <laughs> the finale. And um that was a, I have to say, um that was a season finale. That was a series of as a whole. WandaVision was pretty satisfying. Yeah. Uh yep. pretty fucking insanely satisfying. Uh we kind of we kind of touched on a few little things earlier in our, our chats yesterday, I think it was, of like uh Hayward was kind of a sloppily written uh, antagonist. Uh, beyond that, the rest of it, like I, I got zero complaints. I would say uh, I, I was uh, chatting with my sister the other day about it too, and I was saying, you know, if if this was a standalone, I would be uh, very upset by all of the loose threads at the end. But since I know that the story is going to continue, I am not mad at it at all. Um, yeah. and I'm excited to see the rest of it play out. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is, you know, intentional. Yeah, this is a this is a launching into more stories. Uh, Monica Rambeau is uh, approached in the in one of two uh, end credit scenes by I don't know. If she said officially who she was, just a random scroll or yeah. Um... I, I was actually surprised. I didn't see the scroll. I didn't I didn't see that coming at all. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's basically like, cool, you got superpowers. Want to come to... I mean, they're setting up Captain Marvel 2 because it's confirmed that both her and Kamala Khan are going to be in Captain Marvel 2. Yeah. It's like, cool, bro. You got powers. Want to come to space and hang with Nick Fury? <laughs> That's basically... <laughs> Which then, Captain Marvel 2... Probably... Go ahead. Sorry. She's probably going to be a big uh, character in Secret Wars as well. Uh, Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Secret Invasion. I yeah. Mean. And, that, and that's exactly what I was going to say is. And then from Captain Marvel 2, they're setting up Secret Invasion, which, oh, that was that was interesting. That was a news thing. I guess this sort of ties in. Uh, they they so it announced, leaked, whatever. The, you know, who knows what the difference is at the, this point. Um, that a bunch of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters are going to be in Secret Invasion. Yeah, that's still. I think that's still officially rumor territory. But, still rumor uh, territory, but but yeah, people want to see Clark Gregg back. They want to see um, Quake. Uh, yeah, Quake. Daisy Johnson. Yeah, I forget the actress's name off the top of my head. But, um, but yeah, yeah, those Chloe Bennett. Chloe Bennett. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, those are the two that are heavily rumored for Secret Invasion. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Even though. Um, uh, WandaVision sort of now decanonizes Agents of Shield because well, of the they, dark because of the dark hold. Yeah, the last person to hold the dark hold was uh, I think uh, Philip Coulson and uh, Ghost Rider Robbie Reyes. Yeah, and then Robbie Reyes took it into the dark dimension. Oh right. Well, I mean, they which is not that away later that uh, that Agatha Agatha just went to the dark just dimension and got it. Yeah, that was the uh, the book of oh, okay. uh, spells and stuff. The yeah um so yes in our grand finale of wandavision we see uh the epic battle between agatha and wanda play out that was so well done too with the like surprise at the end of the battle where wanda is just like you're in my fucking terrain that was pretty good yeah yeah that was it when when they when she told her about the runes 
the first time i was like there's definitely gonna be a callback to that later (laughs) i didn't see it coming which was great i mean i didn't see it happening at that point but i knew that that was gonna there's a reason they info dumped that at the audience and then wanda like puts on a scary voice and goes you'll never see me coming coming (laughs) (laughs) uh there were just yeah i mean other than like um the the very thin motivations of hayward um, yeah it's a it it felt like i mean i understand like yeah he 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 was he's another military suit who wants his shiny weapon i get it but it just seemed like a weird leap to like super big bad when he just comes up and fires a whole clip at her (laughs) fucking kids children yeah like, like well, you, you, just went, you, you just went from like uh fucking um supermax to like Hague territory, man. Like <laughs> it's true, but I think I think everybody knows they were fake kids. They weren't they weren't necessarily real. Uh, I don't know, they what? still looked what? like real kids. Yeah. <laughs> I asked you guys that at one point, and Todd, you said, Oh no, yeah, they're they're her real kids. And then just well, as they started filtering away in the show, I was like, I knew it. <laughs> Well, because Wanda literally has the power to make her kids real, and they are those exact characters are her kids in the comics. Yeah. So I, I, my sister was asking me about this too because I told her about um in, in in the comics the Scarlet Witch as a Nexus level being and the power of the Scarlet Witch later she could literally do whatever she wants and her kids could exist outside of anything and it wouldn't matter. So. When I told her that and then her kids disappearing, she was like, I thought she could literally do anything as a Scarlet Witch. And I was like, well, looks like they're going with a different power set. In this yeah, universe. she's not fully not not only that, but she's not fully powered up. Yeah, she maybe just, her yeah. after reading the Darkhold brings her kids back. Yeah, which is, you know, where we're, we leave off at the end credits tease is her just, you know, hanging out in a cabin somewhere and just reading up and studying. And like Dr. Stranging it up. Yeah. Also, quick side note to a plot hole from an earlier episode. Hmm. How were they able to track Vision inside the Hex when the body of Vision wasn't even in the Hex? It was all of Wanda's creation. Because remember, that was one of the points of an earlier episode is they tracked Vision in the Hex because it was Vision's body. When they she never took Maybe Vision's it was body like a with. close enough uh, facsimile that they were able to. I mean, I don't know. Sure. Wibbly wobbly. Yeah. Potholes, damn it. <laughs> I, I mean, magic, literal magic. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, um, that's the one thing that I found no basis in reality. <laughs> well, I mean, the last the last thing that we see of Wanda, she's she's literally sitting like Doctor Strange while he was uh, doing his you know, multi astral projection, astral projection stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that was, and that was a direct callback. Like I, that was intentional. Yeah. Um, they were giving us a visual link to Dr. Strange. Yeah. Um, so she's yeah. sitting there well, because she's finally her. learning her mystical powers, not just the innate ones that she was given. Yeah. I mean, I am a little, I am a little annoyed that they made that they hyped up the connection to Dr. Strange so much mm-hmm. because that's really all it was that visual like connection and they name dropped him too 
At the beginning oh. of the episode, uh, they, sh- the Agatha, Agatha said she's more powerful. She's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, the Sorcerer Supreme. That's right. Yeah. She did say that. Yeah, she did. Um, um, oh, I didn't catch. Like, I remember her saying that, but I didn't catch the connection. To- I, I, I had to turn to my sister Dr. and be Strange like, the Sorcerer Supreme is Doctor Strange. Because she hasn't seen that yet. Oh, that's the, ne- that's the next movie that we're watching is Doctor Strange. Um, he is the burrito. So, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm glad I liked Catherine Hahn's ending. I yeah. liked I liked how a they didn't kill her, mm-hmm. um, because I that's a little bit of my complaint about the MCU movies is they've killed a little too many of their villains. They've Darth Maul um, quite a few. Yeah, especially they haven't killed all of them, but the ones that they haven't killed, they haven't brought back and used meaningfully uh like they killed well, zemo's coming back zemo's call- coming back yeah but i like i think i mentioned this a couple episodes episodes ago where i really feel like they should bring back um guy from galaxy quest um, <laughs> oh yeah um yeah uh, uh just hammer. hammer yeah hammer because i i really do think that ha- well first off i just really love him he's fantastic he's and i think that he fits Samurai. into the universe really well and they could give him they could literally give him his own like storyline outside of iron man like in fact he's probably going to be in armor wars now that i think about it that's exactly um, what i was going to say i think <laughs> like of course he's going to be in armor wars back. they should bring back all of those like random any loose thread villains from the Iron yeah. Man series, they should all bring him back. And up. it looks like that this that is actually what they're doing because Zemo is in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Sharon Carter is too. So like, it looks like they're going to use these TV shows to bring back. I mean, I would imagine that the kid is going to be in Ironheart. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because if they're bringing Sharon Carter and uh, like I, I, I sort of wish that they hadn't killed off Crossbones because Crossbones is a much, much, much more interesting character in the comics. Mm. Um, but that's that's what I mean is that I, I'm glad that they didn't do that with Har- uh, with Agatha Harkness because uh, she just feels like the type of character that, and especially since Catherine Hahn is just so incredible, um, and she seems to have launched herself into super stardom with this show. Like Catherine Hahn has been around and has been good forever. But this feels like the thing that is going to get her like superstardom. Well, because geek properties now, like nerdy comic book properties, are running Hollywood now. And so, yeah, you can have a prolific career up until this point, but now you're making 200 plus million. When 18 to 35 year old men know who you are, (laughs) like, we can put you in anything. Yeah. When they know who you are, and it's not because of OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I was watching um, uh, old Office audition tapes. The, the, I mean, it's the YouTube. Everybody's seen the YouTube, like, video of the old o- Office auditions. And she, Catherine Hahn, was in them. She was in the, these old, uh, the Office audition tapes. And she was auditioning for Pam. And she oh, wow. totally could have worked as Pam. Like... That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, it's um, as opposed to, you know, earlier movies with with Marvel, you know, the original <laughs> Iron Man and whatnot. Bless you. Um, 
yeah, safe to say now they know what the fuck they're doing and they've got Catherine Hahn and they're just going to put her in their pocket and yep. uh, save her for a rainy day. For a rainy day. And yep. honestly, Catherine Hahn is good enough. She could have her own show sometime down the, the line, you know, like I don't think they'll, they'll do something like that, but she's big enough that she could have her own storyline yeah. in terms of uh, an actress. Yeah. Um, so speaking of where we go from here, we've like barely touched on the episode, but I mean, we've all, anybody who's listening to this saw the fucking episode. Um, (laughs) But where we go from here, um, Agatha is, you know, uh, playing the... Still in her little sitcom. Yeah, still in her little sitcom, which I was wondering if that, is that another plot hole there? Because, um, you know, Wanda tore down all of the hex. I think she's just going to be a resident of Westview, just a generic resident of Westview. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure anybody who lived in Westview ain't living in Westview anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get out of this fucking place. Yeah, seriously. Um, So we leave her there. Wanda's off doing her her studying in the mountains or wherever the fuck. Um, Gotta be in Sokovia. Now, Vision... uh, Vision, Vision the White, Vision Gandalf the White. Did he, uh, uh, fake Vision got his, or, you know, Hex Vision unlocked his memories for him. And then what happened to him? Then where the fuck did he go? Did he just go off to have- He flew off. He He, just literally flew off. Just peaced out to find himself. Yeah, he's just off having an existential crisis somewhere. He went to find out how he gets his groove back. Okay. So white white vision in the comics ends up with like a a, a, a very similar circumstance situation happens with him. Mm-hmm. Um, something happens and he loses vision's like empathy effectively, but mm-hmm. he has all of his memories. So he's like interacting with Wanda, but he doesn't feel anything for her, and it's really traumatic for her. Oh yeah, I think you mentioned this before. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so clearly this shit's gonna play out in Strange too. Um, I've got a hunch. I mean, it seems clear to me that Juan is going to continue going dark side, trying to uh, resurrect her kids or bring her kids back. I think think she might go looking in the multiverse for her kids. Oh, okay. Because in the, I mean, if they're doing the multiverse like anything like it is in either DC or Marvel comics, the multiverse has every permutation of reality. So like there's a universe where Star Trek is real and like isn't just a TV show. But there's also a, a universe where Star Trek is real and it was a TV show. Like Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so in some version of reality, her kids were real and she could find them. Yeah. Right. I'm and I think that's most likely what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely, I mean, that's her mission is to try to bring back her family in some shape, way, shape, or form. I'm sure she's going to continue to go as dark side as she needs to to achieve those ends. And Strange will be the only one to confront her or try to bring her back to the light. And I'm assuming along with the help of Vision the White. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that going back to the vision, the white thing, um, I really loved what they did with that. Uh, the, I was very, I think we sort of alluded to this in our chats too, that, yeah. um, 
it could have just been like vision robots beating him like like magic vision and robot vision beating each other up in like the big superhero brawl but it just that would not have been satisfying especially for especially with all of the amazing visionisms that we got this season Mm -hmm. and it ended on an amazing visionism like todd can you can you do you know what he said when he died like right before he died no i don't remember i can't remember it either i was trying to remember and i can't find it online either um oh to what he's oh sorry oh i was just gonna say i do like that moment that they stopped fighting just to discuss logical like oh the the ship of theseus so the ship of the ship of theseus conundrum is is a is a thought experiment and it's it's popular in the realm of um in ai research about at what point does a thing stop being the original thing and it's not just an ai research it's uh it's a metaphysical discussion that has been around for a long time and i i have it right here it's it's in some ways it's like the bridge between if you apply it to like the ai area it's the bridge between what time what at what point does a thing stop becoming its programming and become something new on it, uh, original on its own? Yeah, exactly. I have it right here. It's in the metaphysics of identity. The ship of Theseus is a thought experiment that raises the question of whether an object that has had all of its components replaced remains fundamentally the same object. The concept is one of the oldest in Western philosophy, having been discussed by the likes of uh, Heraclitus and Plato uh, circa 500 and 400 BCE. And now Vision and mm-hmm. WandaVision. Yes. Yeah. And it, it just, it, just vision. <laughs> it felt like the perfect denouement for the characters. Oh, sure. Um, he essentially, he essentially, would you like to play a game yeah. to uh, Vision? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He kirked, he kirked himself. It's <laughs> perfect. Kirked himself, which, fit, which totally fits the character as opposed to like. Absolutely. No, exactly. That's why it, it, it worked as soon as he did that. I was like, "Oh, I know exactly what they're gonna do," mm-hmm. and I hundred percent agree with this characterization. Yeah. yeah, I thought all that whole thing was perfect. Yeah, it really actually made me respect the show a lot more because uh, if if it, it and it made me realize that the writers of the show had a much bolder and grander vision for the storytelling, and it it retroactively made other parts of the story better because it made me realize how seriously they were taking the character of vision yeah um and in retrospect they started uh, there were some flashbacks to the episode and and i started remembering key details from previous episodes uh and it, i started to put this together that like they really did get the character of vision really 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 right just and that what they were doing was they were giving us the context of Vision and Wanda that we lacked prior to this. Yeah. yeah. They were giving us that relationship that we failed to see in between Age of Ultron and uh, Infinity War. Yeah. And you caught the, uh, the Easter egg that I caught on the surface level. I was like, Tannhauser Gate. I know that phrase. Yep. But yep. I, I and didn't... This, and that was the moment that I really, really, I, I, I was like, holy fuck. That is amazing because it, it really dials in all the themes. I mean, go ahead, continue. Oh, yeah. So Tannhauser Gate, you see that up on the uh, theater marquee in town as, uh, as Monica is uh, walking in with the, uh, 
well, scroll, but you know, was you know disguised as FBI agent at the during the end credit scene, one of the two end credit scenes. Uh, Tannhauser Gates, a reference for, to uh, Roy Batty's speech at the end, uh, his death speech at the end of Blade Runner. Um, you know, he's the android who's dying, and he's coming to grips with that that beautiful monologue uh, that rings through all of geekdom. You're looking it up right now, aren't you, Byron? <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Please recite for us. Okay, so so Android is coming to grips with his mortality and how all the memories in his head are going to be lost of all the amazing things that he's seen. I'm having a, I, I mean, I'm I'm just getting a bunch of links for other stuff, but um, <laughs> I'm actually having a hard time finding the actual text. Um, I could probably recite it from memory, but I don't want to butcher it, so. <laughs> um here it is uh i've seen things you people wouldn't believe attack ships on fire off the shoulder of orion i watch sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tenhauser gates all those moments will be lost in time like tears and rain time to die and i'm a pretty huge blade runner fan and so the second i saw Tenhauser gate i was like oh shit that's a Blade Runner reference. Um, <laughs> and not just not just a Blade Runner reference. It is a it is a reference to Roy Batty dying, and thematically, this is a you know a, an AI, you know, shucked, shucking off his mortal coil before his time is you know before his allotted time, and like what does it mean to be human? And it just thematically, it all just it made me realize that 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 Tannhauser Gate reference made me realize that they were taking this much more seriously um, from the AI perspective than I had thought. And in retrospect, it made the rest of the story and especially vision story much, much more poignant. It's one of those beautiful poetic moments in all of sci-fi properties that, because it's so on the surface level, you know, I've seen sea beams, blah, blah, Tannhauser Gate. It sounds like a bunch of sci-fi gibberish. And it really is a bunch of sci-fi gibberish. But... Yeah, yeah, it is. But it boils down to, you know, accepting one's mortality, which is it's, it's just human, which is incredibly human. Well, and, and the other reason why it sounds so sort of like sci-fi-y is because it actually wasn't written by the screenwriters. It was written um, by Rutger Hauer. And he just sort of took things that he thought like, uh, and fans have sort of pieced together what the various things that he's talking about mean in context of the Blade Runner universe. Like, uh, but the, they all just are sort of like sci-fi aphorisms that are not concrete, you know? Yeah. The, the main, the, uh, the main takeaway from the speech, the heart of it is the, you know, the last, well, the second to the last line, all those moments, all those beautiful moments of your life, all those experiences are just turned to nothing, will be lost in time like tears in the rain. Ugh, God. A thing is not beautiful because it lasts. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the, those, that visionism. That's my favorite. That will stand the test of time, much like Roy Batty's speech, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, WandaVision was um, very successful, incredibly satisfying, uh, and is 
actually probably is gonna be something I rewatch a bunch. Oh yeah, because it's it's contained, uh, but there's lots of Easter eggs that even I haven't like found. I mean, there are literally thousands of Easter eggs throughout the entire show. Yeah. Um, I okay, also... maybe not thousands, but hundreds definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you you did call it though. Uh, yeah. With fucking Evan Peters, it, just for funsies. No. I think that is probably the biggest disappointment of the show. Yeah. We also had the Paul Bettany troll of uh, an amazing actor that he had wanted to war- work with. Yeah. He, he admitted oh, yeah, he, that was a troll. Yeah. Well, he admitted that the actor was him. White <laughs> white vision. That's what he admitted. Oh. He admitted a, a couple days ago that the, the final actor was white vision and it was actually him. Yeah. Which, you know, whatever. I saw <laughs> if a, I was married to Jennifer Connolly, I would have a big ego too. <laughs> I saw a hilarious um compilation of clips uh, Paul Bettany in interviews on talk shows and everything earlier today and it's just all cut together where he's there you know interviews with other MCU actors like he's there with Elizabeth Olsen just like two of them talking to somebody about the upcoming show and whenever somebody it's multiple appearances like he's on a, a talk show with Tom Holland at one point and anytime somebody gets close to even close to slightly insinuating something too close to secretive plot he just yells out snitches end up in ditches uh, <laughs> <laughs> no paul Bar- paul bettany is great i've been a fan of his since probably a beautiful mind i think is the first thing oh, that yeah. I, I remember him being in and then he was in master and commander which is one of my favorite movies yeah i love that movie just, too uh, i mean he also did a lot of crap like legion and um <laughs> oh, yeah and uh, that other weird post-apocalyptic catholic movie um the one with priest? schwarzenegger no, no he was in priest in the days no oh priest and legion two post-apocalyptic uh catholic movies that are not related yeah. All right. um, oh and he was in uh the dan brown fucking... oh that's right he was in da vinci code da vinci, da vinci code, code. That's yeah it. he played the the evil priest silas yeah I don't know. I saw that shit once and I was like, that is boring as fuck. Um, I do. I do really appreciate now we're so far in um, to the, the world of well, the MCU now that we even get to see the little side characters evolve. Yeah. You know, you know Jimmy is like now, you know, introduced as like a, just a fun little, you know, side character, kind of like a one-off joke of the FBI agent after Ant-Man, uh, who was after Scott Lang. We didn't see any more Darcy. She just disappeared, though. Uh, she she ran into Hayward. In- yeah, she's the one. That oh, that's right. Hayward. Oh, that's right. She ran into him at the yeah. car. And then they have a throwaway line later. It's like, oh, where's Darcy? Oh, she said something about uh, debriefing. That's what I meant, is that she literally just, boop, gone. Oh, yeah, she left a note that said debriefing is not her thing. Something yeah. like that. Um, or something like I that. do want to go back to that Evan Peters thing though, because I, I do think that is the biggest disappointment of the show as a whole. Um, that and it was exactly what I knew it was gonna be. It was they just did it because it was cool. Yeah. It didn't have anything to do with the MCU. Yeah, it was literally or... just a boner of an ending. And uh, <laughs> 
Um, but it, and I mentioned this in the chat is they probably approached Aaron Taylor Johnson to to be in the show, mm. and when they were when they were like, oh, and he was like, oh, so are you guys bringing me back? And he was like, oh no, actually, he's just a he's just some guy, some some failed. They really like the failed actor thing as <laughs> like a pastiche. Um, anyways, uh, oh no, you're just some uh, some failed actor who just looks like him. And he was like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to go, you know, do anything else. Um, he yeah. was fun, though. It's just some... No, I mean, it was fun, and, but I don't know. I sort of just wish they hadn't, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, it, because, it, it, because it really did hint at something huge. And it it seems it, it just seems like a, a fuck it's it doesn't seem like a fuck you to the fans, but it definitely seems like ah we got you. Yeah. You thought it was a lot bigger than it was. Uh-huh. Well that's the thing, um, their fans were gonna look so deep into it just like we did. But we didn't have to look that deep into it. Yeah. Oh, another thing, um kind of on that same note, uh oh, I'm forgetting her name, right? Emma Caulfield um she had a little interview on uh, in vanity fair i believe uh just which was released right after the finale where she essentially said she was hired on to be a red herring uh, oh really the character yeah the character of Dottie was just interesting kind of another purposeful like well fans are going to recognize this you know like the geek verse is going to recognize yeah this ex like whedon verse actress right yeah and so that was that was definitely a part of her casting and and that character um makes sense so so she was like don't egg my house fanboys <laughs> but anyway yeah. and that was a great uh powerful scene with her and the rest of the residents of uh Westview. yeah i did like it Which Can... I, I think they should have followed up more with that because a little bit too yeah you no know, especially since um with What's her face saying how when she first came out of the hex, like she felt violated. Oh, yeah. Or Monica. Yeah, Monica. Mm -hmm. And yes, the townspeople were angry about what Wanda did, but I think they needed to go more into that violation that was felt by Wanda. Mm -hmm. And they literally just let her walk right Mm -hmm. out of town, you know? I mean, there is a a fine line they have to walk with with Wanda being a villain. Yeah. uh, Because... she did a pretty monstrous thing, you know, and horrible thing. Yeah, and that months. Yeah, and that scene really forces you as the viewer to be confronted with that because you you're kind of rooting for Wanda, <laughs> excuse me, this whole time, but also realizing the damage that she's causing, and you get bits of it before, like the Halloween episode where you see, you know, the woman locked into her, you know her one action that she's performing and just a tear running down her face because she's helpless. Uh, you know, you got glimpses of that <laughs> earlier, but that scene, and at first I thought, you know, as, a, as the crowd was gathering around her for a second, I thought it was going to be a burn the witch moment, but instead they were just so desperate to get back to their families and their lives. Like, please, please, whatever you want. Like, just, it also, it also, you have to, especially in the modern world, you have, I, I'm sure they also wanted to avoid the uh, powerful woman tr- like evil trope like when you give a woman an ounce of power she turns evil like 
so many characters i, I mean like daenerys for example like uh, um let's and, not talk about season eight yeah thou <laughs> <laughs> shalt not speak of but i mean it's happened a lot recently in the last few years we get these storylines of uh of a, a woman goes mad with power you know uh-huh. literally yeah. um and it seems like they actively wanted to avoid that yeah it even probably a good thing with uh uh Kristen Wiig as yeah exact oh, like yeah, the same she, exact yeah. trope. still happening uh-huh and I, I i do i think they did did a good job of avoiding it i think i think with what Wanda did it's a little irredeemable uh going back to our you know irredeemable heroes thing and superheroes are especially with the the legacy of superhero comics Getting away from the irredeemable heroes is going to be something that's practically impossible. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. Or irredeemable villains, that is. And we'll see how much they uh, continue with that in, uh, you know, Strange and whatever, whatever's to come with her story playing out. How, how dark are they going to have her go? And yeah. how much will she have to answer for her crimes, if at all? I am a little surprised that they didn't go a little further in her. Um, I thought there was going to be a more literal uh, status quo changing uh, occurrence at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, I think that probably just comes from the House of M connections uh, and with how much they were hyping up the connection to uh, Doctor Strange. Mm. Mm. we shall see Uh, basically after all of that we know nothing (laughs) we know nothing Uh, so what uh what was your favorite what was your favorite moment and what was your favorite moment of all of wandavision oh jesus christ i i still love the talent show (laughs) talent show was pretty good good. that was a lot of fun i i really liked halloween yeah. Mainly just because I really like Halloween episodes. <laughs> fun. There was so the reveal of the new costume was pretty slick. I, yeah, I mean, it the, was really good. The cor- badass costume, yes. The corset is 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 a look, but that costume was badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know they already have patterns and shit out on how to make your own. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm sure we're gonna see so many Wanda's for or Scarlet Witches for Halloween, which is good. Yeah. I am totally okay with that. We'll see when conventions come back. You know, uh, WonderCon and Comic-Con are not happening uh, this year. I think, um, so the official Star Trek convention is no longer the official Star Trek convention um, because they lost the the license from CBS. Uh, Creation lost the license? Yeah, I know. It's a huge deal. They've been the convention authority for like 40 years now. 30 years, yeah. Um, yeah, they lost the official license from CBS, um, but they're it's you know, they're still going to have it. It's yeah, just it's... not gonna, it's just not going to be called the official Star Trek convention. Mm. Um, oh, uh, I... but they what? Oh, go oh, ahead. Go, uh, they are the supposedly it's still on for first week of August, which is usually the, either the week after Comic Con or sometimes the same week as Comic Con. Still Vegas, or are they bringing it back to Burbank? Uh, still going to be in Vegas. Okay. It's going to be the official Truck Star Convention. 
<laughs> the star, the uh, the well, and, and this is this is a an anniversary this year. It's the fifty fifth anniversary of Star Trek. So, oh shit, yeah. I did see a, a random little headline that uh, uh, WeedonCon is oh it's distancing themselves and Slayer, uh, Slayer Fest or something. The the Hellmouth Convention. Hellmouth Convention they're going by now from here on out. <laughs> I like Slayer Fest personally. <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah. Slayer Fest 2002. Slayer Fest. <laughs> Couple of metalheads are gonna show up completely confused. Yeah. <laughs> False advertising. <laughs> yeah. A stoner's pot palace. <laughs> Man, this is false advertising. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. All right, guys. Any final thoughts? I think we're over two hours now. Are, are we? Probably. Yep. 11.30 so. we said. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, uh, WandaVision. It was fucking great. We loved it. Uh, it was good. One sloppy uh, uh, military dude and uh, Evan Peters fuck you to the fans. But other than that, totally solid. <laughs> Will definitely- and it was a tearjerker, man. I was I was weeping when, when oh, them God. kids and Vision like poofed away you know oh god damn it it's this this is going to be a a rewatch when you need a good cry sort of (laughs) uh, and i'd like to see like a fan edit of it a fan edit of it into like a movie or something yeah uh by the way i almost forgot to mention the one of the poignant moments probably one of my favorite moments uh the entire family posing for battle that was straight up the oh, Incredibles yeah. right there. That was 100% <laughs> that, The Incredibles. That was a direct rip of The Incredibles. Yes. I heard it in my head. That da 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 da. It's like, yes. I think that was intentional. Yeah, that had to be intentional. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys, we, we should wrap this up. Thank you for joining. Uh, hope you've enjoyed all of WandaVision. Hope you'll continue enjoying getting off topic because in about two weeks, I think we're going to be fucking talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> uh, this is just the Marvel review show now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And assorted geek news, but it's kind of hard to avoid, you know, the biggest fucking thing happening from here well, on. Well, we've had nothing Marvel for like a year and a half. Almost yeah, it was two a, years. It was a desert. Yeah. So... Yeah. can only keep going up from here i guess yeah all right thank you for joining this is tony this is Meg. todd this is byron uh may your podcasts live on unlike tears in the rain <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know <laughs> bye guys <laughs> time to die time to die <laughs> <laughs>